We're heading towards the birth of Jesus from Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, through so up to Luke 1, verse 36, uh, to 45. And stick your finger there. I'm going to start with a story. I'm sure I've used it before. I apologise for that, but it really fits uh, with our scripture today. So when I was working on a construction site uh, a few decades ago, uh, one day I was walking along with a plank and I wasn't watching. And as I walked uh, with the plank holding this plank, there was a stairwell and I went over the plank and then started coming down the stairwell. It was about three stories high. And, um, and so everything was flying. I was, I was going like, was like a swim in an air and I got my hand over some arm over some scaffold and I didn't go to the bottom. And, um, one person who saw me from about 30 metres away was a crane driver. And he yells out from the crane, no heroes on this job, buddy, get a mate. So that was the extent of his compassion. <laughs> and, and that is uh, the title of this message, Get a Mate. Let's read the scripture. Verse 36, look. Even Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it happen to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready, hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And so the angel uh, told Mary of her relations' miraculous pregnancy. That was John the Baptist. And Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist, Elizabeth and Zechariah. And so Mary hurried to meet Elizabeth. It's interesting what Mary didn't do. She didn't have a a gender reveal party. She didn't um, get a room ready, it says. She didn't start podcasting every little food craving she had. Um, she didn't, you know, start talking about all her I reckons about angels and God and God thoughts. Actually, it says in Luke chapter 2.51, she pondered a lot. She thought a lot. And Mary knew what she most needed. She needed a spiritual mentor or mentors. You know, don't forget Zechariah. She needed spiritual mates. That's what she needed. People to help her, who could speak to her with spiritual understanding. You know, she was probably a teenager. And she needed someone that could speak to her with spiritual understanding. She needed a mate. 
deep, some of deep unwavering obedience to God. Someone who had been barren for many years, not given up on the faith, who had not given up trusting God, who had held on to the promises of God. That's who Mary needed. So she got herself where she hurried to be with her relative Elizabeth. No heroes on this job, buddy, get a mate. And it's a, a danger uh, we have of just getting people around us like us. You know, people of our own age and stage and whatever. Just people like us. But there's something to be said for people that are not like you. That have more experience in, than you. Different stage of life than you. And uh, Elizabeth was significantly older, more experienced than Mary. They were way, her and Zechariah, way past that age. Uh, I was making, um, I was, after three years I've um, taught a little church planning course in Hamilton. And I've just finished marking this last week some papers. And one of the students, they, they really want to plant a church amongst youth in one of the stands in uh, Eastern Europe. Fantas uh, fantastic students and um, really good and, uh, and they really want a, a huge population of youth in this area. And, uh, and I said, fantastic, it's great, you know, but um, as I mark this, is one thing I really believe you should look for is uh, a mentor, a spiritual mentor that's older than you or other people that are older than you because youth churches tend to sprout up really quickly and die quite quickly. And um, you're going to need older people. You're going to need mates around you. Get a mate. <laughs> you're going to need that. And the New Testament really speaks of, uh, really describes to us churches that are very mixed up of people of all sorts of cultures, all sorts of ages, men and women, you name it. They're all mixed up together, and that, that's no accident. I loved our growth group last year. We spanned, uh, I think, seven generations, uh, seven decades would it be. And that's fantastic when you have people that are not like you, all around you. Uh, and I want to um, I want to esteem you today for being here. You know, there's other options out there. And one of the ways you can have a mate and be a mate <laughs> is by gathering here together amongst all sorts of different people. And some of it, I know, it's kind of awkward. You don't know quite how to engage in the conversation because they're so different. That's amazing because the Holy Spirit in you is the same as in them. And that's the thing that unites us. And so even that, just gathering here together, that's, that's helpful. Man, even if it's not helpful for you today, it's going to be helpful for someone seeing you here today. Amen. Old, young, cultures, genders, Mary needed, knew she needed a mate. Uh, and, and she needed one at that stage that was more experienced than her, that had, um, the, the Lord had done something amazing in her. It was going to do the same uh, for Mary. I just want to say, uh, not only do you need a mate, I want to encourage you to be a mate. Take the time to input into others. 
that are younger or younger in the faith or look up to you. Uh, there's so many opportunities. There are all those kids out there, <laughs> uh, the youth, growth groups, um, where we can think outside of ourselves. Malcolm told me a funny cartoon he had seen recently. It's at a funeral and at the Urupa part, you know, where they bury the body. The, the, everyone's there. Body's just about to go into the ground. Minister's there. And the minister says, just before we put the body in the ground, would anyone like to say one last final thing? And someone puts up their hand and says, I'm a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> But to be a mate, to be a mate, we need to release our narcissism, eh? To see beyond ourselves. It's actually not about us. It's not about us. With Elizabeth, what a mate. What a mate. What a mate she was. With Elizabeth, there's no sense of jealousy from the, from the older woman to the younger woman. There's just deep humility. Uh, she, of the place she stood and her baby stood, a true mate, a true friend. One of the lovely tributes to Bruce Olding at the, his funeral was written from his daughter-in-law, uh, Kai, and she was in um, lockdown in Sydney, couldn't get there, and she talked about how her father-in-law, Bruce, had discipled her. Awesome. Awesome. And Bruce loved Jesus decade after decade after decade. And, de and Bruce never lost sight of the fact it was all about helping others to follow Jesus. That's what we're about. And longevity in that. And, and Mary rushed to that. Rushed to Elizabeth. Rushed to Zechariah. There's so much to be said for just hanging in there in the faith. Longevity in the faith. You do not need to be a Christian rock star. You don't need to have planted churches or written books or podcasts or preach to thousands, um, run this group or that group. In fact, some of the pictures in our heads of Jesus, you know, of what Jesus is going to do through us, what that might look like, uh, that can actually be dangerous. That can become idols in our hearts if we're not careful. And I'm sure Elizabeth and Zechariah, when they were young people, early married, you know, they had this picture in their minds of how it's going to work out. They're going to have their um, children early and then um, pray and, and wait for the Messiah year after year. And, um, and it didn't happen like that. And there was just this nothingness, <laughs> this barrenness. That happened year after year for Elizabeth and Zechariah. But it says this, Luke 1 verse 6, both of them were upright. Not perfect, upright. But still God didn't come through. <laughs> and Elizabeth was barren. And for those of us that have gone through that, the fun goes out of barrenness after a while. <laughs> and... Um, but I'm convinced of this, that God uses barrenness to test us and develop us. God will use anything. And in the Bible, in the New Testament, uh, in the Bible, sorry, there's six barren women. There's Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel in Genesis. 
Uh, there's Hannah, the mother of the prophet Samuel. There's the anonymous mother of Samson. There's this Shunammite woman who is the assistant to Elisha, six women. And each of these stories, that child ultimately does arrive and is dedicated back to God in service and sacrifice. You know, barrenness can produce incredible things, that, that time of barrenness. You know, uh, and barrenness can be a place too. You know, it was down amongst the sand dunes of Egypt that Joseph really learned to trust God in everything. Uh, Moses, after a violent start, had to flee off uh, from Egypt to the Watwaps of Midian, where God spoke to him in the burning bush. It was in the, the barren desert that Moses and Israelites were taught the lesson of obedience by God year after year after year. Again and again, Elijah ran off to the barren place to hear God. Jesus was baptized and then went off to the desert for 40 days. Galatians 1 tells us that Paul, after his conversion, didn't go off to the religious center of Jerusalem. Instead, he went to Arabia. You know, God will use barren places, barren times. He'll use those. And if you have been through a barren time and come out the other side, that can be a very powerful thing that God will use for helping others. It does something in you. It does something in you. And God will, will use that if you can come through the other side. If you come through the desert, come through the barrenness. God will often bring you into a John 666 moment. 666. John 666. It says this, From this time many of his disciples, this is Jesus, many of Jesus' disciples turned back and no longer followed him. From this time many of Jesus' disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Terrible time, that. <laughs> when you uh, Barren time. Barren time. As a youth worker, I had many low points. Uh, and one of the worst um, was we'd, we'd been doing this youth group for about uh, two years. Nothing had happened. And then all of a sudden, there was about uh, a dozen of the kids. Now, there was, now, maybe not that many, maybe half a dozen um, made commitments. And we started uh, discipling. It was very exciting. And then one Sunday afternoon, hot Sunday afternoon, uh, warm in Wellington, you know, miracles already happening there. And, um, and Aaron, uh, rings up and says, um, oh, Scruff says he doesn't want to come to discipleship today. I said, oh, yeah. And, um, the rest of you, he says, ah, nah, none of us do. Oh. And so, <laughs> uh, that was a low point. Oh, oh, really? You know, this is what we'd been working for and praying for and this is it and I didn't want to come anymore and I had this decision did I you know did I still want to follow Jesus oh well I said yes to you uh, three years ago well I'll keep saying yes even if they give up and I think God will use those John 6 6 these six moments will take you through them. What are you going to do? A <laughs> uh, missionary I know in the Philippines, he said, 
uh, you'll often lose your first generation of disciples, of believers. And what this next generation is doing, they're looking at you to see how you handle that. Barrenness, barrenness. It can help you be a great mate, a wonderful mentor, a soul friend to many. Get a mate, be a mate. Get a mate, be a mate. Get a mate, be a mate. Let's all pray together and then we'll start praying over here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this great example of Elizabeth and Mary and how you can use anyone and you will use us and open our spiritual eyes of uh, who, who you want us to be alongside, uh, to be mates for us or for us to be mates too, in a spiritual sense, not just other sense, but in, in a deep spiritual sense. I bless uh, these people here in, in your mighty name. Amen.